We talk a lot on this podcast about marketing, about your messaging, authentic sales, how to really heal a lot of the inner work to integrate that spirituality. But what happens when you actually start getting clients? What happens when your marketing seems to be working a little bit or maybe that just organically you're starting to pick up clients? What do you do then? Because a lot of research has come out to show that clients, the vast majority of them aren't actually happy with the coaching programs or the you know, certain certifications they get, all these different things. They don't actually get the results they're after. And it's only a very, very few percentage of coaches who are actually succeeding consistently financially and making the impact that they want to create. So what is it that you do once you start getting clients that allow them to thrive, that allow them to get the results they're after, and then scream your name from the rooftops? This is why I asked Deb King to come on here and just have a chat because her and her business partner have done this extensive research when it comes to what are the top 1% of coaches doing and what is it that you can do for your structure of your program that allows for the fastest results, for the most progress and to create that raving fan culture. So that's exactly what you're going to learn here. One, what to do to create that raving fan culture when it comes to your clients. Two, what are the top four characteristics, the top four patterns that the, uh, the top 1% of coaches really do have in common? And three, what does your program need? Does your program need a bit more structure or a bit more flexibility? We're going to talk all about that. But I'll put Deb King's information below. Feel free to connect with her. She's an awesome part of the Serving Circle. You're going to love her. And of course, it's here and in the Serving Circle on Facebook where you help elevate consciousness of the planet through the success of your spiritual business. So if you're a spiritual entrepreneur, of course, be sure to subscribe, support the content as much as you can, and I'll see you on Facebook in the Serving Circle where you can start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp, and if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath, and I'll see you on the inside. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Deb King here. We're rocking and rolling. Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Business Podcast. The thing when I invited Deb on here was, I think we talk a lot about marketing. We talk a lot about the the benefits of networking, the benefits of putting a message out there so that you can attract the clients that are ideal for you. Um, even if you're getting a small amount of clients or if you have an influx of clients, the question is then what do you do? What do you do then? What are some things you can put in place, some frameworks or maybe some uh, a particular mindset you can have that makes the next process most effective, right? We obviously have questions in our mind of how do we reach out a bigger audience? How does that audience turn into leads? How do those leads turn into clients? And then what do you do that's most effective with those clients to make sure they're having a good time, to make sure they're getting results, to make sure that they're, you know, either a raving fan of 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 who and what you are so 
Deb Kings here. We're going to talk a lot about this. I'll read out her bio very quickly just so you guys can understand a little bit more about her. But if you've been part of the serving circle for a while, obviously you know who she is. But Deb is the co-founder of the Wisdom Playground, a sanctuary that inspires and educates coaches and healers worldwide to create powerful trans transformational programs and thriving new era businesses. So she's an award-winning transformational master coach and promoter of conscious businesses living in Sydney, Australia. And over the last 20 years as coach, mentor and trained thousands of people globally. I think a lot of your experiences with sales, marketing, leadership, business, and obviously your true passion is around coaching. So Deb, welcome. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me, Tyson. This is really fun. And um, how cool is the serving circle? <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'll, I'm a little bit biased, but I think what makes it very cool are the people involved. It wouldn't, that's what makes the serving circle community a community is, is the community members. And um, I love holding space for everyone that just allows their magic to flow through. Um, but it's a pleasure that we're able to meet through the serving circle. You have your own community of um, just delivering incredible value for people. And uh, I love what you do. So I'd love to sort of give you the, the space right now um, to sort of just share some of your wisdom, some of the areas of focus you have of, of what helps coaches, healers, really people building business to make their business more practical, businesses more, um, you know, more beneficial for clients, but also in a way that's fun, aligned, heartfelt, all those different things. So Deb, what do you have for us? Is there anything in particular <laughs> well, you yeah. want to start with? <laughs> well, I loved what you said about marketing is really important. And uh, however, it's also really important to have mastery in, in how we deliver our services. Mm -hmm. And many of us are actually really good at what we do, but there's always room for even more uh, development in this area to be truly masterful because when we are, when we actually help our clients get results, as you said, they turn into raving fans. And that is actually what's going to be the best marketing anyway for the future to have truly such a good reputation, raving fans where we rise above the noise. And that is part of the marketing strategy. Yeah. So this delivery piece is something really worth taking seriously. And um, it's something we're super passionate about, um, partly it's leveraging the amazing talent of my business partner, um, Gabby. Her, um, her ability to create transformational learning outcomes and help others do the same is, she's absolutely one of the best in the world. And um, so it's very exciting to be able to share this wisdom. We have a real passion to actually raise the standard of the industry so that more coaches and healers are making money, that they have bank accounts to match the size of their beautiful big hearts and that more um, they're having thriving businesses and that, that less clients are being burnt. I can't tell you how many people have told me they've invested tons of money and time into programs that haven't got results, Tyson. It is devastating how appalling, <laughs> how many people are having really bad experiences and we want to change that. And it is changeable. We have some secret source to actually help that not happen anymore. So it's really exciting. I think what you're talking to here is really important because what if, if, as long as when you're getting clients, 
a lot of people say, oh, but I'd need to do a lot of marketing, which is outside my, my zone of genius. But if I focus on my zone of genius more often, serving more clients, and because they're getting results, that, does a, that has a big chunk of my marketing in it, in the form of referrals, in the form of case studies and testimonials, right? And, and just the reputation builds. I think with that comes along a big chunk of your marketing by you doing your zone of genius and being yourself. I think that's a, a huge chunk that people are missing, thinking that they're separate. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's also because we tend to want the fast result and we think that doing the marketing is going to bring that, not that it necessarily does, <laughs> um, but the, the longer term game, if we're here in it for the right reason and truly to create the impact that we, we are meant to living our calling and serving at the highest level, we are here for the long game and it is going to be about really continuing to show up and deliver results. Um, and so I think you're spot on there. It's so intertwined and requires a little bit more attention. And also with the, with your um, point here around a lot of clients being burned, going through programs, being like, man, I just, I didn't get the result. I didn't think it was like, I, th I thought this was for me. And it turns out I just, I didn't get the transformation that I thought. Um, my question to you is there anything you would say if if someone has a program and someone goes to it and they don't get the outcome or transformation are there any indications of if that is the program itself or whether you have the wrong clients or whether the client didn't take enough responsibility because there are a few things that come along with the client not getting the outcome uh, anything you can add there or advice of someone of where the testing tweaking might be able to take place? Yeah, that's a big question to, to be able to answer what is it that, what was the real reason they didn't get the result, right? <laughs> was it the program? Was it the person not taking action? All of those things. Mm -hmm. um, what we have found is there's a lot of very good marketing and salespeople selling silver bullets, selling the make six figures in 24 hour type message that many of us are like, yeah, I want that. And they're buying it and it doesn't deliver. So there's certain programs that are actually just actually very good marketing and not really a great program. Um, and there's some responsibility and stuff around our own worthiness and all that kind of stuff as well. However, what I can speak to is thanks to Gabby's research. So she did some research, which I can tell you about, which actually uncovered some very key information about what the best coaches on the planet do. But what, with respect to this particular topic, is that there is a way for your clients to see and feel progress. So you in, include certain measures that actually have them see and feel progress on the way. So even if they don't get the exact result they thought they wanted when they first came to you, they are still your raving fan. They're still very happy to keep working with you um, because they are seeing results. Mm. So that is a responsibility for us as the coach. And I'm going to use coach healer, like that coach word is um, the definition of taking someone from where they are to where they want to be. And that could be many different modalities and hats that you wear to do that. So as the coach, it's your responsibility to help your client see and feel that progress all along the journey. Because if you think about it from your own personal experience, 
when I've had a shift, I forget where I've been. I've now embodied the new shift. So it's so easy for us to forget where we came from unless it's pointed out to us. So it's so important as a coach that we're aware of that piece to really help our clock. Because some clients probably got a result and they still didn't think they did because it hasn't been pointed out to them. Yeah, totally. And I think when it comes to the, the topic of progress, I think what you're highlighting is important because I've had many people come to my coaching because they want help with their business and want help making, you know, more money by building a community or by doing their marketing online in a way that I have as well. And so I just teach them what I do. But one of the things that happens is they realize when they get to the coaching, they do the, a lot of the inner work is that they want to build their business because they don't, because they're wanting to avoid something that they don't want to feel or they're trying to grow their business as a pattern to avoid something else that's even more beneficial in their life. Um, all these other patterns that come along that they didn't know they were going to work on, but now they're starting to realize are more important. And then their business grows as a byproduct of working on those more fundamental foundational things. Um, but I've had so many clients. It is crazy how many clients have moved um, either countries or states, have uh, you know got divorced or found the love of their life or changed their health diet or did all these different things, not related to business, but because once they start opening up about the things around their emotional patterns and what they're avoiding, they all of a sudden transform a side of their life they didn't know they came for. So that's a reminder. But also what you're highlighting is to make sure they're, they're tracking it or at least getting reminders of where they were, where they are now. And so they can look back and see, hey, this is where I've came. This is what the progress I've made. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's really cool the way you do work with people to connect with the emotional patterns and, and to see those types of shifts um, and make sure that, that they're actually recognizing them. That's exactly the point, Tyson, to, to really help people um, see results and want to keep working with you and be your raving fan. It's, it's, it's up to us as the coach, take the responsibility to help them see and feel that progress. Mm -hmm. And that's from this, you know, all the way along to track that. So yep. yeah, beautiful. The, the number one focus of mine uh, and the number one focus of anyone who's truly, really successful and fulfilled in their, in their business, doing what they love is how do I create a raving fan culture? How do I create that raving fan, whether it is your free community or your clients who are going through your programs, your content, your videos, um, podcasts, whatever it is, like how do that, like what the questions we ask ourselves is how can I make this person a complete raving fan? And that is obviously meeting needs in ways that no one else is meeting them or giving them a particular result or energy that they can't find anywhere else. Um, so what is it that you, Gabby, have found in your experience with coaches? What is it that the top coaches who have made things work, who have made things sustainable uh, long-term, what are some things that you've found that are those consistent, clear patterns? Yeah, cool. And by the way, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm gonna play with that. How do, how do we actually have that intention that everyone becomes a raving fan? What a great inquiry, love that. Um, Regarding what Gabby and I have found, thanks to Gabby's research, she did a, um, a huge amount of research a number of years ago to build a tech platform for the coaching industry. 
And she was coming from it from a business mind, a learning and development mind, looking for the process that coaches use with their clients that could be translated into tech, right? So it was a very specific kind of focus she had for that. And in the, in the, in the journey of developing that, she spoke with hundreds of coaches and also hundreds of clients, whether they were past clients, current clients, potential clients. And those clients gave her information. They do not tell their coach. So she got this huge amount of information, built a great tech platform. Unfortunately, it, it, it didn't continue because our business partners divorced or something silly. But anyway, the great thing is as a byproduct from the research, Gabby uncovered that there's only a very small percentage of coaches who are truly successful in, in the way you're saying, in terms of making money, happy clients, can repeat clients, all, all of the things that we are ideal in a coaching business. And um, that's very sad that it's only a small amount of 1%, but the very cool thing is that 1% do things differently to everyone else. So what they do differently is a number of things, Tyson, and, um, and we've unpacked it into, we've got a free guide, we've got our Skyrocket program. So there's ways of kind of learning all about it and implementing it into our business. But to give you a couple of top line kind of insights, um, one is the thing that I just said before in terms of the definition of coaching. So I've been personally coach trained, life coach trained. My very first life coaching training was 2003. And then I've done many different courses and everything. And it's only recently I've realized that actually many of us who've had that um, traditional coach training are disempowered by the rules of that training. So it's a very empowering skill to coach well, where we actually stay out of the space and let the client come up with the answer. But it's very disempowering to grow a business if you think that's all you can do. So some of the coaches that aren't trained that way are actually at a more advantage because they bring all, they're more naturally bringing all their wisdom to the table. We're in a time now where we, we talk about new era, but anything that happened in BC before COVID needs a refresh, we're in this new era. And it's an opportunity where clients want you. They want you to bring all your experience and wisdom to the table. They don't want you just to ask some questions. They can actually get an AI coach for that. <laughs> They want you to bring all your wisdom and experience to the table. And so one of the things for coaches to realize if you want to be a successful coach is to broaden your definition so that you know you're taking a very important person, like the tradition, like if you think of a horse-drawn coach from back in the day, taking a VIP from where they are to where they want to be in greater comfort. So that means during that journey, you're taking them from the, the A to B, so as um, I know you've talked about, you talk about when, when we talk about a niche, a niche what, what's the problem that your, your person has and the outcome that you're going, the sort of the journey of that, where they are in that problem to their having that transformation. So if you have that broad definition, and that means you're going to bring all the different skills and modalities and tools that you have to help them on that journey, get that result. That's number one. Um, number two, and it seems really basic, right? But it actually, <laughs> it's quite profound because if you think about how many people are being disempowered by rules of what they can and can't do in their business, it's, it's actually a huge amount of coaches that are disempowered on that. So that one's um, really important. Um, 
another thing about a coaching journey is realizing you're taking them on a journey. So if you're a coach that just sells one-off sessions, you're not actually serving your clients to the best degree. Sure, they could get a great result in one. And I'm, a, I'm guilty of this. I used to love just one-off short sessions. But actually, the truth is your client needs some more consistency than that and to go on this journey with you. That is actually... So having a package that takes them on this journey is a very important piece for coaches to create a thriving business. It's a foundational um, product that a lot of other things can leverage off that particular product. And that's something that we specialize in, in terms of exactly what you need in there, why each element matters and how to make it personalized for you. So that's that, that package is really important. Um, another piece is having the tools, simple tools to, of how you're going to communicate with your clients and measure that progress. So we just talked about before the importance of actually getting results and actually clients seeing and feeling progress, having tools to help that happen needs to be part of it as a successful coach. And, um, in addition to that, I, I think, um, these coaches, they, the way we look at it is it's, it's actually about, and you talk to, to it as well, about showing up as ourselves, right? To really allow ourselves to be fully us, really recognise who we are is, has so much value and to really have fun with that and experiment and play and, and be at our highest vibration to allow the magic to happen. So I would say those things are what jumps out me out at me as some of the key things that um, a successful coach would need. Awesome. So let me summarize sort of like four key key areas. Let me let me see. You can correct me if I if I misinterpreted this, but one really focusing on the results. So having them um, bringing your experience not just asking questions, but bringing your experience so that they can get all of everything they need to get the result. Two is having something that is more like a tool that, uh, you know, having them go on the journey. So it's more of a package so they can have more time with you in achieving this outcome. That's not just a one-off session. Three, having the tools to communicate and measure that progress and four, show up as yourself, have some fun, add some play, you know, the vibrational piece is obviously there as a, as a key as well. Do I have that right? Uh, that's, that's exactly what I, um, I said. And the other piece I'd just add to that is when you talked about the first one, the experience, the journey, bring your wisdom. So making your wisdom visible is really important because um, many coaches will say, uh, we work on what comes up. Now, mm -hmm. in the research, Gabby said that was one of the most infuriating, frustrating things for clients. That doesn't really mean anything to a client. Like as a coach or a healer, of course we work on what comes up. We're going to be present and deal with whatever comes up. That's like, That's a good yes. One. However, that is not what a client needs to hear, right? And I, I think you speak to it well with the, having people clear on what is the problem and the, the transformation you're creating because you need to speak to that. You need to speak to the piece that the client is wanting 
what in in the words that they understand and know because many coaches are speaking to an area of what we call um we actually call it the orange bit we've got this little image and <laughs> it's basically basically there's a lot of stuff that we know that the clients don't even know they don't know and if we speak to that which is often the bit where it's passionate about juicy bit the modalities shifting limiting beliefs all that kind of stuff it's like the client very often has no clue what that means or why that would be important to them it's just not going to land so really understanding there's um there's going to be a goal that the client is coming for and then there's going to be a kind of a vision you also have for them where you're giving them what they want but but plus so much more so sort of um you're working with them on both of those things and identifying that is a really powerful thing for two reasons one for your marketing but also in the delivery it's a, it's a, an important piece of how you're working with your clients um on two levels there mm. so what, what, what might it look like if if a coach is doing their marketing on social media or they're doing some things to gain some traction momentum and then all of a sudden they're starting to get some clients are there some things they should focus on first or are there, is there ways to structure their program their course that their communication like what how is it that they sort of flesh that out and structure that anything they need to focus on first and work through so well great if they're getting the clients um without having any structure so <laughs> it's it's interesting um the the whole word structure for many of us me I'm speaking about me as someone who's likes intuition and creativity was very resistant to structure. And um, we've seen a lot of our coaches have that resistance, but actually realize structure creates so much more flow and freedom and ease. And it's such an important piece. And I think you talked to me earlier about the balance of that um, structure and flexibility, even actually one of one of the early coaching programs I did um years ago it, they actually gave us a slinky you know the slinkies that go down <laughs> down the stairs as a demonstration of having that balance of structure and flexibility mm. so structure is really important for clients to feel safe and so if you're selling them something you're actually going to have some sort of structure in how you work with them so it's sort of like in terms of your question of what do they do it's, it kind of depends on what is the um, outcome they're aiming to get for their clients. Now, a lot of coaches or healers don't want to guarantee a result because they know it's up to the client to do the work. This comes back to having those tools of actually being able to um, measure the progress. So in terms of what to do, um, I don't know if I actually answered that question. It probably, can you ask me again? <laughs> no, it gives a good understanding because yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Where you focus on next really is what you already have in place. It depends on what you already have in place. So if you have a clear structure that you say, you highlight to someone, we're gonna go from A to B using this method of modality and we're gonna use these steps and then you walk someone through those steps maybe it might be in your expansion to add a bit more play flexibility creativity um, within that structure but if someone obviously a lot of people who are um, coaches and healers have a little bit of an impromptu free-flowing um, approach it doesn't necessarily communicate that solid 
um, progress and structure that people see as safe, right? People see as certainty, then you can add more structure in the in the flow. Um, so it does yeah. give someone a good understanding to ask themselves where they're at, what they've currently got in place, and therefore what they can uh, implement next that gives their their future clients just that that understanding. This is the program for them. Got it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. I Absolutely. Love it. Anything else you want to add there in terms of that flexibility versus structure, you know, the sort of thing that they can implement? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> what really just came to me then is one of the things that I love that you share is your ice cream story. So sometimes when things aren't working the way we think we want, there is a bigger reason and so when we can actually really trust in that, it makes it a lot easier to keep going, to, to have less frustration, to play with it more, to open up to more empowering questions, to really actually, uh, like uh, one of the things I have seen is what if we see it like we're building a garden and we're planting seeds and some will might kind of sprout really quickly and, and, and but some may take ages and that's okay. It's, it's like a marathon, not a sprint to be in business. So I just love your, if you want to share your ice cream story, because I can really relate to that. And I think it's actually relevant for coaches to hear. Um, I was going to say, yeah. if you mention the ice cream story or the analogy, and we don't necessarily highlight it, it might be confusing for the listeners. But um, what I love having as an analogy, um, I think you're referring to, is the five-year-old or like a child who yeah. wants to uh, choose their own dinner or choose their own breakfast, whatever. If you ask a child, what do you want for breakfast? They're going to say ice cream. It might not be ice cream, but just as this example, it, um, it highlights that children think they know what they want, but it's not exactly always what they need. And so as a parent, you can look at the child from a different level of consciousness and say, hey, you having ice cream for breakfast and then for lunch and then for dinner probably isn't serving. It's probably not in your highest to just consistently give the child what they want. But you ask them, hey, what is it? What do you want? They're like ice cream. And, they, and they're, they're certain about it. But one of the things that it's, there's a life lesson in there in, in that, you know, sometimes we don't always know what's best for us, especially when we're coming at a level of consciousness that may be, um, from fear or from scarcity, like, oh my God, I just need this client or I need this program to do this well. Mm -hmm. I need my, this Instagram post to do a certain thing. And sometimes you have to look at it and say, maybe I can come at it from the perspective of the adult and not the child. And maybe receiving things like money or new clients or new level of engagement, maybe you being addicted to that ice cream and not necessarily, you know, welcoming in what's in your highest. I, I really love that analogy for that particular um, situation that happens in life that everything's actually perfect and there is the higher purpose to it all and how peaceful it is when we remember that. So we, we've had this experience with um, our Skyrocket program. We developed it because Gabby did this research and I went, oh, my God, this is amazing. Well, first I was like, let's get funding for, for the, the tech platform again. But then that was a challenge. So it's like, let's share this wisdom because it's the stuff I wish I'd know my entire career would have been game changing. 
Um, and so we we start to share this information and it's like, well, did it, 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 it is flowing, but it's not like, I don't know, um, there's people, it's not, <laughs> people aren't beating down our door yet to do this program. Um, and But what's great is because of that, it makes us dig deeper of how do we actually communicate this to what people want? Because actually most coaches and healers want more clients, want more money. They're not looking for how do I be even more masterful in my delivery and getting results for clients, right? They're not seeking that. So we're like looking at, okay, how do we, we actually speak to how what we do really gives them what they want? And so it's allowed us to dig deeper into that which may not have happened had tons and tons of clients flowed straight away, right? And so I think for everyone, when something isn't flowing, you're not quite getting what you think you want to actually a bit deeper and experiment with what else could you experiment with because it's guiding you to eat an upgrade, yeah. right? So um, thanks for sharing the ice cream um, analogy because I just think it's awesome. Yeah, well, one thing we can, one thing you can practically apply here is exactly what you're saying. If you're currently not getting the outcomes that you want in your coaching business, then ask yourself the question: How could this be what I need? Mm. Allowing that to expand, and even just sitting with it and not coming up with an answer in particular straight away, but allowing it to sort of mature and manifest and say. You know, how could this, how could this be what I need? Not necessarily what my mind wants, but how could this be what I need? And mm. that could always start to, it, it could start to open up some opportunities of lessons, of deeper guidance, deeper intuition, deeper wisdom, because it could be at that time, the thing that your mind wants could be the ice cream that may not serve you long-term. You might need to go through some people saying no or some people not getting results in your program for you to be like, oh, this is what I need. I need people to um, give me this feedback in order for me to say, oh, right, let's dig deeper. Let's improve here. Let's communicate this in a different way. Let's test and tweak this within my program and start to learn more about my clients and getting them the best transformations possible. You need to go through certain situations and scenarios um, in order to learn, in order to learn how to grow into that. And therefore you grow into the best version of yourself. And that's what this ideally is all about. You're growing a coaching business. You're growing your healing um, business in a way that is you evolving to your highest, which includes right. the challenges. It includes the, the lessons. It includes the triumphs and the bliss and the love and everything in between. And therefore you evolve into the version of you capable of contributing what you're here to contribute. And it's not possible if it all goes to the way your mind thinks it should. Absolutely. And it's, it's being disciplined in terms of not making ourselves wrong or judging ourselves over things. Not go, It doesn't mean anything. If it doesn't, the result isn't what we want, doesn't make mean we're shit. <laughs> it's like, ask yourself a more empowering question like the one you just said, Tyson, or any other empowering question of uh, what is what is it? what can I learn here? How could I do this even better? What or any open question almost would probably shift you into um, new possibilities because there's infinite possibilities in every moment. We actually can just take a breath and we can access infinite possibilities. So that's really exciting that, and things can shift like that. So wherever you are, um, just keep on, 
tuning into that and and be open to something it's going to look very different to what you first thought most likely mm -hmm. totally totally mm. so it's something to something to think about everyone <laughs> just, <laughs> just something to model over um yeah, yeah. i'd love to ask a bit more about the wisdom playground and what you do to add some more play fun energy vibration into your business marketing all those different things but give people a good understanding of what the the wisdom playground's all about and uh and what it is what it is you do for people thank you well it's a pandemic baby tyson i had massive travel plans in 2020 and <laughs> 2020 had other ideas um gabby and i came together and and the wisdom playground was um created where we now have a beautiful um, ohana, which is a Hawaiian word for family. And we have weekly parties. We like to call all our events parties. And um, we have an amazing group of kumu, which is the Hawaiian word for coach, teacher, or guide. So we have uh, kumu who are wisdom teachers. They have fresh wisdom that uplifts humanity in some way. They're in the States, they're in Europe, they're in Australia. There's um, all sorts of wisdom from... Um, diversity, equity, inclusion, to conscious leadership, to creativity, to self-healing, to animal communication, regenerative agriculture, like such a beautiful range of amazing wisdom. And the vision is to create new collaborative models of business and do business in an even more joyful, aligned, energised way. And in the process, we are exploring how to raise the standard of delivery and mastery how to um, experiment with more connected marketing of connecting heart to heart with our tribe and doing it in more fun, playful ways. And so it's an incubator where um, we are in the energy of co-creating a space for good humans to thrive. And so it's a little bit like a business incubator, but with a bit of a new era spin, I suppose. We like to be very playful. We like to with what we call unadult, which is um, <laughs> um, expanding our possibilities of how we're thinking. I um, was suggesting, you know, the other day to you with the, the brainstorming you're doing for the next version of Serving Circle to do some yes anding on that, where we just, you say something and then I say yes and and add to that and someone else says yes and and add to that, sort of like an improv game where crazy ideas can come and spark brilliant ideas that we may not have thought of and it's just so fun to do it in community and um and uh really create better ways of doing business because as we know um so many people are just in that old rat race and striving and uh, there's icky marketing tactics and it's draining and and we're like no we're here to actually love our life and create a business we love and be aligned and joyful and energized and so we're creating an environment to really be that so it's a beingness but then also some practical doing of how to do things better beautiful so that's what the wisdom playground is about yeah i mean uh, it seems like exactly what people need i mean you meet people who are quote unquote stuck in their business no one's stuck in their business but that's how they describe it and you can get a sense what you what you really need is just more play what you really need is just <laughs> to have a laugh and have some fun and meet some people who are doing maybe some things that are similar that can offer some new perspectives and 
just add more of you in business, add more of, you know, your creativity and, and your passion so you can build something you're proud of. So you can build something that you're looking forward to working on each and every day and, um, and access that, that energy of possibility. And I think that having that circle or that little incubator where people can do that, I mean, to me, that, to me, that's what people need more of. Yeah, it, it's it's very powerful to come together in learning communities and to to actually tap into the best of our humanity. So the things like truly connecting from the heart and being generous and creative and collaborative and all those beautiful things that humans we have such gifts in these areas and to cultivate these and practice these and live it and actually embody it, mm-hmm. um, embody thriving rather than just surviving. It's something that's sort of uh, we're unlearning all the old conditioning to actually live that, right? So it takes kind of a, an environment to help make that the norm. And it's, it's something that, that um, it's an ongoing journey of uh, play. I love it. Mm-hmm. So where can people reach out to find you, connect with you, if they want to send you a message and uh, have you in the network or they're interested in what you're offering? Where can people best do that? Yeah, so we have a website, thewisdomplayground.com, T-H-E, wisdomplayground.com. We have a free guide. If anyone does want to know some of the insights from that research of um, what came out of that research of what the best coaches on the planet do and and understand those key areas and rate yourself on them, that's free guide. People have said it's really valuable. So we have that free guide. Happy to share that with you. Um, we have our skyrocket program for those who really want to implement all those things into their business. And we have our Ohana as well. So, um, yeah, I would love to speak to anyone who wants to connect. I usually find any conversation that I can usually add value to the person. I'm really passionate about uplifting and, and helping where I can. So I'm very happy to have one-on-one chats, especially the people in the serving circle, because it's such an amazing community. Um, and yeah, so let's connect um, and have a chat. It's what I'd say for sure. Awesome. Beautiful. Mm. Anything else you want to add here? Cause no doubt people are going to be able to take some things they can implement in their business, whether it be questions or whether it is some practical things they're thinking about adding more, play or more structure to their program. Um, is there anything else that's on your mind that you think is important for people to understand, take away, recognize in their business? I really feel it's time to realize, even if you haven't had the true, um, well, firstly, to def- have your own definition of what success is, but even if you haven't achieved what you've thought was success in the past that that's okay now is your time to to shine and thrive this is the most amazing um time to be alive to create new and differently and be you and and allow your magic to make a contribution and so if you have that calling in your heart definitely act on it definitely reach out to Tyson myself people in the serving circle there's so many people that want to support you and see you thrive that I just think there is no reason not to now like get out of your own way it's time (laughs) If if you're looking at the clock or your watch thinking when's the right time 
yeah it's, it's now <laughs> it's right now yeah it really is like the world if you have some wisdom to share the world needs it right now there's so many people struggling needing support navigating these crazy times if you've actually done a lot of work on yourself and you know you actually have wisdom to share now is the time to start sharing it right now is the time to make your like contribution that's it it's the the mm. law of reciprocity sort of means that when you have something flowing through you there has to be someone that's ready to receive it and you don't have much control over who's ready or where they are or whatever but the fact you just release it means that there's someone that's out there that it's they're willing to receive it and that's what they need most um so recognizing that when you hold back for any particular logic log, logistical reason or any fears or any doubts it's all an illusion giving your gift and doing what's necessary to put it out there is is what the world needs absolutely and to allow the possibility it can be fun and easy it doesn't have to be hard let's leave hard in bc before COVID. let's leave anything that doesn't serve us in bc <laughs> like actually the possibilities now is to really enjoy ultimate well-being abundance joy possibility like it's all here for us to choose now let's all choose this now together and and really have a lot of fun i love it thanks for being here deb Appreciate thank it. you so much dawson i just adore you so thank you thank you guys reach out to deb and um i think if you tune into her community tune into the resources she's mentioned you'll be building the uh the business that your clients want to see in no time thanks again mm. deb thanks dawson bye Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.